Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Gridiron Blitz Podcast, your weekly source for women's American football, insights, game recaps, and NFL News Weekly. Subscribe on Apple and iHeart. Welcome to Gridiron Blitz, episode 445 in the house. Oscar Lopez here will be followed by two awesome interviews in about 15 minutes uh, with Mary Woodward of the Mississippi Lady Panthers of the WNFC, which they're chasing for a playoff berth for the Nine Cup. We're also going to be talking to Houston Energy's head coach, uh, Brian Wiggins, who's also in the WFA Pro, looking to, uh, to arrive in Canton this year for the national championship. And then we're going to dive into the international scene in the second hour with Mark Simone, the backseat coach. Uh, We're going to break down week five in the WNFC, plus the playoff picture there. We're going to preview week six. We're also going to dive into the Women's Football Alliance week two matchups. And then we're going to dive into week three in terms of the WSN and the FTF matchups that are coming up here for WFA Pro. Uh, Lots of excitement that's happening in the sport. If you missed anything at all, you want to be at the hub. Uh, the hub is where you want to be before you get here to listen to our podcast every week. The best network on the planet covering women's American football is at the hub. So you're looking forward to everything that's happening international as well as domestically in North America, Australia, Europe, uh, globally. The best network on the planet right there exists at the hub. If you're looking at uh, when to the hub, you get to see some of the power rankings, including our own power rankings from the No Joke Football brand power rankings for this year uh, through week four. Uh, those are uh, week five and week four uh, power rankings will be up uh, on Friday. WNFC power rankings should be up, I believe, today or tomorrow. Uh, if you're figuring out the rankings for the Women's Football Alliance besides our rankings, uh, you would have to go to Massey, uh, Massey Ratings uh, on .com and then give you the weekly uh, updates on there. You also go, you can go host the sports, get the link right there. You can look up the Women's Football Alliance rankings in terms of the Pro Division, Division Two, and Division Three. Uh, if you want to check out our podcast, last week, awesome, entertaining podcast. Uh, it was episode 444 with a talented Candy, uh, Candy Cook of the WNFC Tennessee Titans who are trending upward, looking to make a make an effort here in this late in the season to – kind of stand up as top 10 in the WNFC. Uh, if you also want to go back to 438, Lalani Kamal, Lewis Koch, and Ambrooke Marcucci as well, 436, kicked off our season for the podcast, and that was with uh, the talented Grace Cooper of the Denver Bandits, also looking for a playoff nine-cup berth, and they're going up against Texas Elite Spartans this week, so that's going to be a great matchup. Uh, Coach Soho of the Houston Mambas as well, and they're going up against, I believe, Kansas City this week. Real crucial uh, victory for them if they want to stay in contention. They are on a three-game losing streak. Should be able to be a good one there against Kansas City. Then you got episode 433, Michelle Angel, who is now part of the uh, Texas Elite Spartans in the WNFC, formerly of the X-League, Austin uh, uh, Austin Acoustic. Uh, and uh, the... 430, uh, 430, which is Lindsey Cash of the Los Angeles Black Storm of the X League as well. All right, so all uh, all the information, go to the hub. We're going to break down some of the things at the hub. 
We also have the big event that's coming up here this week. If you're on, a, if you're in Australia, it kicks off a great international flair. As two of the two of the uh, provinces there are going to be facing off, which is going to be Queensland, Greater Queensland, taking on Greater New South Wales, and that's going to be the uh, inaugural women's state of origin number one. Uh, three matches in the month of May. Uh, it's going to kick off there. So if you need the details, it's going to be right there at the hub at facebook.com forward slash Grand Beauties. Uh, just a reminder, you guys, uh, Gridiron Blitz, also powered by Zazzle.com. Zazzle.com is our, our, our sponsor. It's been a, they've been a sponsor for almost over 10 years. Uh, if you want to go to our Zazzle shop, Zazzle.com forward slash Grand Beauties, get some gear there, shirts, T-shirts, leggings, uh, everything that we have there. And if you're inclined not to get anything from us, no worries, check out Zazzle.com. Uh, they got Marvel, Disney, and other awesome great stuff that you can get there for weddings, uh, for other other uh, stuff in terms of apparel, in terms of gifts. So check it out. Go to Zazzle.com forward slash Credit Beauties. If you head out to our shop, you can use code Zazzle, Zazzle, thanks, and you get 15% off, 15% off anything in the store. If there's a higher code, make sure you use that. Also, international and worldwide shipping by, powered by Zazzle.com. So check it out, Zazzle.com forward slash Credit Beauties. That's where you want to go. All right, let's uh, break down this week coming up here. Uh, I just want to say dominant performance. Uh, wow, what a performance by the Women's Football Alliance Pro Division champions, the Boston Renegades, uh, against their rival DC Divas. Uh, almost eight series in the game dominated by the Boston Renegades. It was just a clinic of clinics. And unfortunately for DC, they did not help themselves because they ended up giving them a lot of good field position. They ended up uh, issuing penalties. Uh, there was like two, uns- two or three unsportsmanlike, unsportsmanlike penalties plus one ejection in the game. So uh, if you're the Divas right now, that is probably not what you want to do against Boston, uh, facing Boston. You'll have to face them one more time. So that means you're going to have to be a lot more disciplined than you were this time because at halftime, uh, I mean, you were getting slaughtered. And that was just like a no contest, no match. Uh, it was really brutal to see. If you got to see it on Revere TV, you can get to see it there. And I think uh, Luis Sanchez was very generous, uh, not to say anything negative about the Divas, but overall, uh, you know, D.C. got a lot of work to do. And so uh, the line was not uh, was not able to contain and give uh, Congialdi any time to throw. Uh, there was no running game. Uh, I felt bad for Alexi Floor was getting hammered out there trying to catch some balls on sides and there's just a lot of a lot of negatives that went in uh went went for the dc divas in that game it is something that they need to kind of like clean up they got a bye week coming up here uh it's probably the the toughest schedule in wfa pro in terms of the schedule of schedules uh dc does have the toughest schedule so i'm assuming massey will take that into account as well given the fact that they're playing literally equal level competition and uh and and above beyond uh boston we knew they were going to come out here pretty strong. They got their first week was a bye week. We understood that they were going to do what they do, but uh, we didn't anticipate it was going to be this uh, horrible of an outing. Uh, but it was a bad outing, and unfortunately, it was like 63 to six. There was one uh, one touchdown in garbage time for DC. Uh, even the second unit got a touchdown in terms of the Boston Renegades depth. And so, uh, if you're watching the game 
on Revere TV. Uh, we, have, we have the link right there at the hub, facebook.com forward slash Gridiron Beauties. And then the other game was Nevada against Cali War. Similar outcome there. Uh, Nevada doesn't have a real run game yet. Uh, they're missing, obviously, some key players from previous seasons, and that's hindering some of their offensive threading. Uh, on the other hand, you have Cali War, very balanced. You got Wiggins. Um, you got Marcucci. Got a nice uh, running game balance. So uh, totally different animal in terms of the Cali War, uh, similar to a Boston mentality there. And so, uh, you know, Nevada has struggled week to, uh, through two weeks. They're 0-2, not to where they usually are. So it's a matter of them also regrouping and figuring out what they're going to be able to kind of help themselves out in terms of the schedule coming up here. Uh, they can only muster a couple more losses before they're out of the playoff picture. It's a, as quickly as that in terms of the WFA Pro. Um, so it's a matter of uh, what they're going to do to kind of elevate themselves. And so the run game wasn't there. You got obviously some key veterans that did not return this season. So it's a, you know, growing pains for this season for Nevada. But the Cali War on trend, uh, first win against D3 in, in week one, and now they get their real real win against in pro. So it's going to be interesting to see, um, um, you know, how they fare going forward when they start facing um, the higher-level competition, uh, equal competition in terms of pro. Uh, St. Louis uh, rocks in. They take care of business. Uh, they look like probably the runner-up, uh, you know, besides uh, we'll see what Cali can do in the next two weeks or three weeks and see how they stand out. But overall, I think the slam does look like one of the front runners uh, in terms of the WFA Pro division going in. In terms of the WNFC, which we'll work, in, we'll uh, we'll go into detail with uh, Coach Mark Simone in a little bit. In terms of the WNFC, um, you had a real good, ma- real good battle in uh, Utah versus Las Vegas, and a must-win for Las Vegas, and unfortunately uh, that did not happen. Also, uh, you had the clash over in um, it was Mississippi, Denver, so 28-19. Uh, the champs held strong. Uh, Houston did. Uh, Houston Mambas, uh, Mambas were able to muster a hold and, and hold down uh, Texas Elite to 28 points. So that was pretty impressive to see. That was the first time that I think Texas Elite hasn't scored over 30 or 40 points in a while. So they will hats off to Houston. And then the impressive Northwest win out there in Seattle by the San Diego Rebellion. San Diego Rebellion getting ready here for another run. Uh, they will be facing their rivals coming up here next week. I believe it's Utah. And so that's going to be an interesting matchup there as well. So we should have uh, Mary Woodward here in a couple minutes. And like I said, we're going to be talking to Coach Brian Wiggins of the Houston Energy as he's going to be taking on this week. uh, Houston Energy taking on, I believe it's Dallas Elite, if my notes are right. Yep, Dallas Elite. It'll be the uh, For the Fans um, game of the week. So we're going to get to see the Energy live and center nationwide. Uh, We're also going to see, in terms of week three of the WFA Pro in the Women's Sports Network, they're going to see the Tampa Bay Inferno first first time this year going up against the uh, red-hot Pittsburgh Passion, which uh, Pittsburgh's had a really good good, uh, season so far up to to now. So interesting to see that. Uh, Minnesota rebounds uh, as well uh, against uh, Nebraska, D2. You had uh, the other teams. Oh, Oklahoma, uh, we can't forget the OKC Lady Force. Uh, shocked the Arlington Impact in Arlington, 32-7. to So shout-out to the Oklahoma, the OKC Lady Force, uh, D- Division Three champions last year and now in Division Two. So uh, shout-out to them. What an awesome and impressive uh, victory against one of the top teams in WFA Pro. 
So that was really, really interesting there and uh, a really good outcome. And then Tampa Bay, uh, first week into WFA Pro, takes down Detroit. Detroit's struggling, mildly, just like D.C. is. Uh, and it's not going to get any better for Detroit, so they're going to have to figure out how to, um, you know, rebound, get into the bye week, and find out, you know, what they're able to uh, help out themselves to get better. Um, so overall, that's what we're at. So let's go into the international realm of things. So we had uh, some key games overall in the uh, in the international scene. So WWCFL Week One. Uh, shout out to uh, Lisa Gomes, we're one of our No Joke Football athletes for the Calgary Rage as they faced on taking on Edmonton Storm. Uh, they win the matchup 33-14. to 14. It is a great uh, first win for the Calgary Rage at home, taking on that next week in WWCFL action. We're looking forward to the Clash of Clashes. Uh, just like we in the States appreciate the Boston-D.C. rivalry, appreciate the you know Minnesota-St. Louis, uh, appreciate Cali War, taking on Nevada, that kind of mentality. We get week two in the WWCFL. It's a Regina Riot taking on the multi-time champion Saskatoon Valkyries. So that should be a great matchup, and we'll get to get to watch a classic there as well. If you go overseas, the 999 uh, NWFL uh, season has kicked off. It was uh, Peter, uh, Peterborough uh, and Leeds. Leeds 20-14 uh, to 14 over Peterborough Royals. And then it was the uh, London Warriors 60-26. to 26. Uh, taking on uh, Birmingham Lions, and that was the uh, the victory there. First time Lions, I think, have fallen in a long time. We talked about that in the, in the previous podcast. And then we're going to get previews right there at the hub, 7-on-7 seven seven, uh, of the NW, NWFL 7-on-7, seven seven, the first week season. Get previews right there. It's going to be Edinburgh, Borough, London, Leeds, um, NWF pre, NWFL previews for the 7-on-7 seven seven seasons as well from BAFA. Uh, so the next matchups in the WNF, NWFL 999 is going to be Edinburgh Wolves taking on Peterborough uh, Royals, London Warriors taking on Leeds uh, Carnegie, the Chargers. And then over in Sweden, as we head into Sweden, uh, week one, it was North Copen, 27, Linham 0, Copenhagen uh, Raptors, who are, uh, as you get to see them unveil their uniform, if you're at the hub as a regular, 44 to 6 against Vestera Roosters. Uh, AIK AIK, uh, falls to the champion Carlsbad Crusaders 50-0. Valarenga Trolls fall to the uh, Gothenburg Marvels 46-0. So coming up this week in Sweden, we got Karlstad taking on Vesteras. It is uh, 1-0 taking on 0-1. You also have uh, Lindham Griffins 0-1 taking on AIK. Two two teams that are obviously winless. You've got Copen Panthers, 1-0, taking on Gordonburg Marvels. That's one of the matchups that we're going to be watching correctly. you got Valenrenga uh, Trolls taking on Copenhagen. So Copenhagen's on a, pretty much a good trajectory here this year. A new, new squad, new uniforms. They look pretty, pretty awesome at this point. So uh, some of the international results there. So uh, Sweden Week 1, uh, NWFL Week 1, WWCFL Week 1. And uh, we'll dive into uh, some of the other games in terms of Germany. In the German League as well, we had some uh, matchups there. So we'll dive in with Mark Simone. So right now we're going to go into the Zazzle huddle. Don't forget to go to Zazzle.com forward slash Square Beauties. Get everything right there at the No Joke Football Shop. We're able to dive into the talented, multi-talented, um, former wide receiver, now defensive back, 
of the Mississippi Lady Panthers, and that will be Mary Woodward in the house right now. Going to be talking Lady Panthers football. Uh, Mary, thanks for making the time. Welcome. Hi. I'm excited to be here. Awesome. We'd love to have you here. I just kind of reach out because uh, you're having such an amazing season. And on top of that, your team is right there in the mix for the nine cup uh, playoff chase. So kind of an exciting season for you guys. Yes. I think just with um, the changes that happened this year, um, our team is really proving its strength. And I think a lot of people are buying into it now. Mary, uh, you start to see the the, the transition uh, at the beginning of the year, right? When you had the transition, um, it's yeah. At the beginning of the year, when you uh, when you know, okay, the news comes out, you know, Alabama splits, they go to the WFA. You guys kind of revamp, you get Gore. I'll be on, probably the biggest news out of all in terms of the WNFC is probably Gore. Um, so oh, yeah. at this point, everybody's like question marks, right? On both sides, how is what Alabama will do in the WFA and what you guys will do into the WNFC, uh, given, you know, the central division is so tough between, you know, yeah. Texas and Houston and Kansas City and everybody else in general. Um, but you guys have, you know, kind of gelled a lot. I talked to Gore a couple podcasts ago, and she was really, uh, really happy that she's able to have, you know, um, Rashida Young and uh, Regina Jackson as – as weapons on the offensive side, yeah. which has worked out well so far. And you got Davis on the running game. But we, did, we were so surprised that you were on the other side. That was one of the things that I think everybody was surprised because uh, we were anticipating, you know, uh, you on the receiver side. And, that's, and, and, that, and that didn't work out. But, man, have you, have you had a game, uh, weeks upon weeks of great, uh, you know. Oh, thank you. Um, I think just – Defense was my first love and what I played first at Alabama Fire. And then when Rashida Young got hurt, I stepped up and became an offensive player. So defense is my first love. Um, The Panthers are stacked with receivers, and I just wanted to be an asset to this team and figure out where they wanted me and where I could be best used. And since we we have so many great receivers, I think – they saw me more as a special teams and defensive player, which like I talked to my um, teammates about when you're a dog, you will be a dog anywhere you play. And we have so many playmakers on our team. I just wanted to make sure that I could contribute to the team, wherever they wanted me to be. Yeah. It's pretty impressive to see the fact that you're stature wise. You're not that, uh, you know, massive, right? (laughs) But your, your speed, <laughs> your speed is like a missile. And I mean, when you start to see yourself in, on film, right? You're you're literally yeah. one or two steps ahead of that offensive, you know, player. And that makes a big difference because that's like, you know, that's a first down or not a first down. That's literally yeah. what's been happening. Yeah, I think. Um, yeah, I'm five four, so pretty average. Um, and with women's football, we have so many different types of bodies, and we have some like really athletic, big girls that can run the ball. And sometimes I just have to put my body in front of them and slow them down so that my other teammates can help me. Um, but it's been really fun just being able to um, 
go against opponents that are very talented and being able to use what I know as a smaller player to my advantage, which I think we've seen this season so far. Now, Mary, Mary, you're in that tough division. You guys are right there in the mix. I know last year was one of those years where, like, you thought you'd break through. But, you know, now that they mm-hmm. that the WNFC went into this three-division set where before we were just basically, you know, Atlantic, so many teams, and, and Pacific, so many teams, now it's, it becomes a little bit more interesting. Do you appreciate that you're in a division where you go up against the monster more than once in a season? Oh, yeah. I think – we have the central division have the hardest schedules. And I believe that we truly have one of the top two, if not hardest schedules out there, but it keeps us prepared. I mean, playing Dallas first, the best team playing them first. I think a lot of people realize, wow, the Panthers, they're not anything like they're bringing out weapons. Like we should Mm -hmm. not mess with them. And then every week we are playing competition after competition and I think it's going to be our advantage going into this weekend's game. Mary, uh, can you take us back to that uh, Washington game? Uh, I mean, that was a tough battle for four quarters. Oh, yeah. And And on either side, even their defense was also in that mode. But offensively, both defenses made the both offenses somewhat anemic, which is kind of yeah. strange to realize because we were all expecting this, you know, shootout, right? And we ended up mm-hmm. getting this this grueling, you know, shutdown mode on both sides from the Prodigy and from you guys. So that was like a – can you go back to that game? That was pretty intense in terms yeah. of defense. I've actually um, – being with Bama Fire, I've never played Washington, but – it always came down to the playoffs and who was going to make the playoffs and be between us or them. And I know there was already tension there because Bama fire would make it every year, but playing them, they are such a physical team, which I appreciate because I came from such a physical team. Um, And they played every single quarter. Like it was the first, like they weren't getting tired, which I really, truly appreciated. Um, I think that we will see both teams hopefully in the playoffs because I truly have so much respect for them and what they brought when they came to play us. Now, Mary, uh, the battle there was really tough because it was, you know, the Ballard show coming in, right? Week one, uh, Washington literally took her business against Philly, mm-hmm. and we, we – as media people, we were like expect, as spectators. We were like, okay, we'll we'll see what this uh, Mississippi, you know, D can do, right, against Ballard. Yeah. But what an impressive outing from you guys to yeah. contain one of the top running backs in this league. Oh yeah, um, and we had, um, I think I started as safety that game, and Jamie Locke, mm-hmm. who I respect so much, was hurt. Um, so that was a position that I had to step in on, and I think. I came up against that running back a lot during that game. Um, And I remember the commentators saying that, oh, they're going to be best friends because they've been seeing each other a lot this game. But, yeah, I have nothing but respect for that team and what they brought. But we knew that defensively we had to shut that down. Yeah, it was an impressive win. Um, And like I said, you know, it was kind of a a, towards-the-end type mentality. Um, And this weekend – in a similar mode, 
you got up you got to see uh Denver offense a little bit more productive than they normally are, but that Denver mm-hmm. defense kind of equal to a Washington defense. So it was really um, really nice to see that game, but offensively you guys kind of starting to pick up here in the last two games. Oh, starting yeah. to, you're starting to see the balance between Rashida Young and uh and uh, Regina Jackson kind of yeah. like, you know, as more of a th- uh, threats on the sides and stuff like that. Um I don't know if uh, I do know, I know QB1 wants to take back those six picks, but you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think we have the best receivers in the league. And when it it's coming together, but when it comes together, our offense will be unbeatable, which is, I think, I think people want to see that. I think people want to see Gore throw. They want to see Rashida Young. They want to see RJ. They want to see these dominant receivers. And I know that they'll be seeing more of that, and a lot of people will be by, uh, impressed with our offense. All right, so let's uh, let's set the stage. That's the reason I brought you into the show. There's a, there's a motive okay. for bringing you into a, into my podcast, <laughs> right? Because uh-huh. we set the stage, yeah. right? Uh, Atlanta, very overconfident all season, has not been tested in in terms mm-hmm. of our eyes, okay? But they do okay. have self confidence, okay? The, the yeah. you got to give that to the to the Atlanta Phoenix. They do uh, come out and they they're very confident. Now it's like this is a must crucial game in terms of a playoff seating, right? Because mm-hmm. for you guys, this is more of like we, we got to figure out whether we we can be at that top level because you guys are right there, three yeah. wins in a row, right? You faced everybody yeah. that you could face. You the prodigy, right? You, Houston. Mm-hmm. Uh, Houston was pretty tough too. Denver yeah. last this coming past week, so battle tested is you. That's what that's my point, right? That's what we see. Mississippi Panthers battle tested, going up against Atlanta here. So what what do you think that's going to be the the big scoping them out right now? I mean they're very talented in terms of offense, uh, and their yeah. defense is really good too, but they have not seen uh, a Mississippi Panthers. In other words, that's mm-hmm. my point. Yeah, they have not. I think um, our secondary is going to step up, and I don't think, like, I have watched film and a lot of flies were open. I don't think that's going to – you're not going to see that with us. Um, They do have really good key players. They're running back. um, They're receivers. But I think that our D-line is so physical that I'm hoping we apply a lot of pressure to the QB and – uh, we get some picks from this game. And I think that's going to be the key. The element right there is there on defense. Is It's going to be how secure are they going to be, and then are they ready for, you know, the are they ready for the, the, the trio uh, up front, your trio up front? Yeah. I don't think yeah. they've seen it before. I don't think mm-hmm. they've seen uh, – I know for a fact um, – I know for a fact <laughs> when I was watching the film – on a W score, right? Uh, it's just it's just incredible how this defense on your on your team is just overpowering at that line. Oh yeah, our line, yeah, our line is crazy good, and I mean we have so many vets coming back. Um, Charnay Jenkins, I love watching her play, and Atlanta knows a lot of us just because. We mm-hmm. either have played Bama together, on Bama together, and we mm-hmm. just played flag together. So they know 
what they're going up against, but knowing and stopping are two different things, and I'm very interested to see how this goes. All right, well, uh, we got to just – Jay Mallory, um, that would be the, that would be the uh, poster that Atlanta would have to put on the wall because you've got to stop mm-hmm. that girl, and, and nobody's mm-hmm. been able to do that. <laughs> nobody's mm-hmm. been able to do that. So, uh, yeah. you know what I mean? That's just, just, she just, she's yeah. just uh, on another level right now. And uh, well, so like I, I just said, to, you know, it up. I just haven't – we haven't seen quality – they haven't gone against quality defenses in our opinion. So – I think our defense is definitely going to make it harder for them to do anything. Yeah, and I think that the example is there, uh, like like I said, when you guys went up against Washington, right, uh, because there was a ta- top talent uh, running back there in terms of Ballard, and you were, a- you were able to contain, you were able to, you know, uh, win the, the, the field goal battles, uh, you know, mm-hmm. the positioning. So I think that's going to be the, the key this, this coming week here. Uh, and you're playing at their house, and apparently, yeah, early, you know, early, they early. They do not want to lose at home, and and yeah. get get down on there. But uh, overall, I think this is going to be a clash of clashes. I mean, this is probably the game. Uh, me and Mark have gone through the schedule since the beginning of the season. Uh, the backseat game coach. Of the, game I, of the I, year, I, you think? This this is it. Game of the regular this season, yeah. This is what we yeah. circled because because and it's we want to see so every. Yeah, we want to see Atlanta, yeah, every, and we want to yeah. see what Atlanta's all about against, you know, one of the big dogs in terms of the Central, in terms of the East Coast. So that would be you yeah. guys. Yeah, it's going to be good. And I think whatever the result is, we will see them again later down the road. But this mm-hmm. is definitely going to set the tone for the playoffs, and I'm excited for that. So, Mary, um, what, is, what is the key uh, for you in terms of preparation this week? Are you, anything different since you've already scoped them out? Are you, you know, I, I, you guys are defensively, and, and it's my point, or my, my, my mm-hmm. question, defensively, are you guys pinpointing a couple people here, or are you just, you're just going with the same program, which is, you know, pressure, pressure the quarterback and try to make, have them make the mistakes? Defensively, I think just being very disciplined. They have um, some tricks up their sleeves. So just being disciplined and knowing our assignment and executing our assignment, I think is the biggest thing that I'm working on and the team has talked about working on. Yeah, because it's, it's been a – I, I think it's been sort of a committee type for them in terms of a, a, in terms of a quarterback. But for the most part, mm-hmm. um, Malise Brown has played very good ball. And like I said, mm-hmm. you know, credit her and everything else, but they haven't faced, you know, a Texas Elite mm-hmm. Spartans. They haven't faced a, yeah. a Mississippi, you know, no Denver, yeah. right? I'm just saying there's yeah. like no, no top-level team yet. So this is, mm-hmm. this is what we're in for, uh, W score this week. So if you guys are subscribed, get your, get your popcorn ready. Yes, Woodward and definitely. The Panthers going up against the Atlanta Phoenix this week. Uh, very, very talented. you got Brittany Smith. Uh, Ramsey, Brown, uh, and, uh, you know, just a, a bunch of talented players on both sides. And this should be an intriguing matchup this week. Anything else you want to hype up the, the Lady Panther fans this week? Uh, obviously, you're expecting yeah. a W. That's an expectation. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I think I've, like, on special teams, we've been so close to scoring. And I think this weekend, um, be watching the kickoff. I think we're going to bring it all the way 
um, back, and we're going to score off of the kickoff. So just be ready for that. All right. Mary, I really appreciate you coming on. I thank you for your time. I know it's a you know, last-minute notice. I know you're juggling other things. Uh, but, to, you know, what an impressive season uh, for you. What an, uh, you know, a couple weeks of watching you on the other side of the ball, on the defensive side of the ball. You've been a, a very impactful player for this team. You know, the, the offensive um, output that is happening with the, the three-headed um, monster that is uh, Gore and Jackson and, and Young. Mm-hmm. But looking forward to seeing you, you know, one more time as a missile and up against Phoenix and see how they, they fare against yeah. you guys. Yeah, it should be fun. So everyone definitely check it out. And thank you so much for having me. Appreciate it. Thank you. We'll be chatting again. Um, Safe travels out there. Stay safe, injury-free. Looking forward to a great matchup. Thank you. Bye. Bye. All right, guys, that was uh, Mary Woodward, the Mississippi Lady Panthers, and she is excited to go up against the Atlanta Phoenix. And I know Atlanta is probably giddy right now to go up against one of the top teams in the WNFC, top five teams in the WNFC. Um, and that's going to be a real class right there. Two top five teams in terms of the rankings will now collide this weekend in the ATL as you go up against one of the best teams in the WNFC uh, point. So it's really, really awesome. Uh, we're going to be bringing in here um, Coach Brian Wiggins and, and see how he's going to fare this weekend because he's got his own matchup as well. And he's going up against one of the teams in – um, in the w, WFA Pro, and I think it's Dallas Elite. And let me see if he's calling in here. I know he was busy uh, during practice. There we go. There we go. And I should be calling in soon here. I know he was at practice too. So, and so, but he's going to go up against this weekend. I believe the matchup is really intriguing. It's Dallas Elites. I believe Dallas Elite. Uh, Mustangs is of my notes. Yep, Dallas Elite Mustangs going up against uh, new look Dallas Elite Mustangs, I might say. Uh, they've been working really hard in the offseason, as you can tell if you follow them on IG, follow them on their social medias. Um, you know, Dallas uh, going up against Houston on For the Fans uh, Network this weekend. You're also going to have Tampa Bay Inferno going up against the Pittsburgh Passion as well. So it should be a fun, uh, fun, exciting uh Match up here, Dallas will – this is the first – I think Dallas's first competition here in terms of pro to pro. So that will be interesting to see how, how that ro- uh, rotates. Um, but it's really, really exciting. So we'll, we're going to talk to Coach Brian here in a, in a little bit uh, in terms of what he sees for the energy at this point uh, going up against Dallas, Dallas Elite Mustangs. Uh, in the meantime, let's chat. Like I said, I was chatting with uh, – uh, let's see here – with the international scene. Also, LaFi, uh, week three, I believe, on LaFi as well. You get to watch that. Uh, La, the Mayas football, really impressive uh, so far. Uh, the champions, uh, two weeks in, two weeks out, in, oh, and 2-0 and oh already. You get to watch that all. And then they got the, uh, the big win, 40-0, to zero, uh, against the Dragones Rojos uh, on, on the LaFi schedule. Also have the LaFay lower divisions, but we don't usually cover those as much as we cover the main the main division up north. So uh, you got still photos there. Uh, thanks to Farja DCK for the photos there in terms of the action that happened in Mexico. You're also going to have uh, a preview that was uh, for the Central Canadian Women's Football League. It was done by TV uh, TV5.ca. 
and that's for the upcoming season for the Central Canadian Women's Football League. Uh, kind of featured the Montreal Blitz, uh, featured there as well. Also, uh, you got Liga Monterey, uh, Liga Elite Monterey action this past weekend. Uh, it was week six. Uh, it was the Raiders, uh, five and one. They won 33-8 against the Black Snakes, who were winless. You also had week six in terms of Templarias, uh, six to six and zero, oh, still undefeated in the season. They went seven to zero in a, a very close, tough defensive matchup, and they defeat the Wolverines, who are one and four, uh, coming up here. And then also week six, it was uh, Torianas Monterey. They're four and one, 24 to twenty-four to zero versus Valkyrias, who are two and three. Get the still photos there as well. And then you got uh, week six as well. Ravens three and two. They win thirty-two to zero against the Wolfpack Lingerie, uh, one and four. Uh, you could dive into the week uh, week the week one highlights of the Women's Football Alliance as well, right there. And then you also get the rankings for the WNFC Week Four Power Rankings. Get breaking down here, including our power rankings preview of the mm-hmm. Finland uh, matchup coming up here in terms of uh, May sixth, the Maple League opening matchup, and that's going to be Turku Trojans against the Helsinki Wolverines. So let's go into the uh, Zazzle huddle here. We're going to be ringing in the talented coach and longtime tenured coach of the Houston Energy, and that would be uh, Coach Brian Wiggins. Hey, Coach, how's it going? Man, what's going on, big fella? I'm doing good, man. How are you doing? It's been a while. It's been a while. It's been a year almost since we ch- last chatted. No, that man. was like 2022, I think. <laughs> Time flies when you're having fun, brother. <laughs> okay, well, tell me how how much fun are you having now in terms of the pro. You're in the pro. Uh, last time I talked to you, uh, everybody wants to go against the big animal, which is Boston. You get an opportunity yes. this year. If you get to that stage, you will go up against the big animal that is Boston. Um, Coach, I know you watched it. Everybody watched it. Uh, wow. What What a uh, – how would you call it? Is it a massacre in Boston? That was just – Man. It was, it was rough to watch. It was rough to watch. Yeah. But – Coach, yeah. if you're a coach, yeah. almost nine series of scoring. Every series, yeah, they scored every time. Wow, every time. Yeah, they they got a machine in Boston, man. They're they're different. Mm. That's that's the best way I can can uh, can put it. Mm. They're different, um, but they obviously got a good organization. And uh, man, I mean, what can you say? They're the they're the um, I think they're the best team in women's football right now, and would love to get an opportunity. Because if we if we ever do play them, that means we'll be in the championship. So, uh, would love the opportunity just to kind of see what the hype is about, man. I've seen them on uh, on TV, on you know, on the streams and everything on on YouTube. Um, but I would love to see it up close in person and just see you know see what the hype is about. But it's not just all hype, man. They're obviously doing something good. I mean, they're they're killing it. So, my hats off to them, and and hopefully one day we'll get a chance to play them. Hopefully this hopefully yeah, this year we'll get a chance to play him. And that's what I'm saying. It's kind of exciting to you know the opportunity is there, right, Coach? You do your part, get to the, get to that next level. You get to the point where you go to you get to a, get to arrive in Canton. Um, what what do you think of the season so far? Uh, your season so far, in terms of your, you know what, your man, staff, we, in terms of your you know your your game so far. Yeah, yeah. We we've we've only played one game and we won quite handily, 48 to nothing. Um, but in all honesty, uh, it was a little closer than the score showed. I mean, I think it was 12 to nothing 
or thir- 12 or 13 and nothing, or 14 nothing at halftime. Um, but we just kind of started playing a little bit better. We we uh, obviously were rusty first half. We mm-hmm. shook off all the rust and, and just started to execute. You know, we had a few splash plays, which are good, um, but we just have to tighten up a lot of uh, little things. But the, the beauty of, of, of what we did, so what we've done so far is all the mistakes are very fixable. So um, we're looking to get a little bit better this week. We go against a, a, a way better Dallas team. We play Dallas uh, Mustang, the elite Mustangs. Um, we play them every year, but this year they're, they're, they're a little different this year. They, they, they won 52 to nothing last week. So, you know, fear nobody, but got to respect everybody. Um, so we're looking for a tough game, man. They're coming here. I know they're coming in on Friday. Um, so they're looking to pull out a win. So we gotta we got to do what we're supposed to do, win the games that we're supposed to win, and hopefully win some games that we're not supposed to win. So um, very excited about what the future holds for us. And then we got a big one in Minnesota after this week in Dallas. So um, we got we got a we got a tough road to hold. If we do what we're supposed to do, play like I know we can play, you know, we'll be where we need to be. We'll at least be in the playoffs. We'll start there, and uh, we got to handle our business there. So you know, it, it, with women's football, I mean, there's so many mitigating factors and um, jobs, injuries, all the whole nine. So we got to have a little bit of luck on our side as well. So, but we're, you know, I'm actually out here at practice now, so we're we're still working, and uh, hopefully we'll put ourselves in a position to uh, control our own destiny come playoff time. Coach, uh, you get, uh, I believe you get, like you said, you get Dallas this coming week, which is going to be on the for the fans. So they everybody's going to get to mm-hmm. watch you nationwide. I'm assuming your team's yep. very excited to be viewed nationwide and showcase what you guys Absolutely. can do all all about. Um, it's kind of like you know, kind of exciting, right? The WFA chooses only select teams yep. to put on these on these platforms, and you're one of those teams to put on that platform. So it's kind of an honor in that sense to uh, it shine. Is, uh, it what is. Houston Energy is all about. Absolutely, man. We're you know, obviously we're new to to pro. Um, but it is, it's an honor that we are, you know, get to be one of the games that are, are streamed. So, you know, we're going to obviously look good, have some pretty cool black uniforms we'll be wearing. We're not sure if we're going to wear our, our black helmets or white helmets, but we're going to look pretty, we're going to look pretty cool out there. And I just hope, uh, we're able to put on a good show for the fans and, and they, and everybody who's, who's watching the stream. So, um, buckle your seatbelts. Hopefully, uh, we'll put on a good show. So we're excited. All right. I'm going to pick your brain in terms of what's going on so far in the weeks, right? So we know Boston is Boston, and we've seen that live mm-hmm. already. And, and it's, it, it, it was kind of like a, somebody told me earlier, Coach, it was literally unfair to give them a week off with, with no competition because <laughs> they were just probably angry, right, coming in a week two. And they're like, hey, we, why do we get a week off? This yeah. is wrong. We're the champs. Yeah. Anyways, but, uh, yeah. you know, they did their business. I would- uh, I think I would hate to play Boston after off week. No, I know. I would hate sure. to play That's Boston after off week, man. <laughs> oh my God, they they got a whole two weeks to prepare for you. Oh man, no, no we need to we got to catch them, catch them. <laughs> I think yeah, I think uh, I think Amanda Amanda out there uh, got to see it first live, coach, than we did <laughs> physically. <laughs> she got to see it. <sighs> got to see it live. Yeah, and then oh, uh, Coach Wiggins. I'm sorry. Uh, it wasn't enough that we brought uh, Selena Fesquel there. Let's just bring in a legend from the Chicago Forest, you know, <laughs> Darcy, <laughs> into the mix. Oh, I, I, 
I was watching that game, and I'm, I'm just, like, taking notes, and, and then I'm thinking to myself, this is so unfair. That was, like, literally one of the notes I made. So unfair. <laughs> like, it just, oh. Once the scoring started, yeah. you got Smith scoring, Bond scoring, Falkowski. Oh, my God. My, my coach in high school, Coach yeah. Wiggins, used to tell me, when they put in a second unit that's better than you, that's embarrassing. <laughs> that's the problem. Did. Yeah, yeah. They did. Yeah, yeah. And that – that just goes to speak to their depth. I mean, they yep. they're second stringers. And in, in women's football, it's 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 not like men's. Sometimes there's a big drop off from your first and second string and your third string. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, second team in Boston shows up, and they're ju- their their second team is probably better than a lot of people's first team. So that they're not missing a beat. And uh, yeah. And then the crazy thing is they score, and they um, I mean, they spread it around. I mean, yeah. a lot of people scored. So yeah, it's 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 they're they're very scary, very scary. So and then, it'll take, uh, it'll I take was, a whole month to get ready for them. It, I was always uh, intrigued about how they would come out this year in terms of balance because I know their quarterback was injured last year, but you know Bonds did their mm-hmm. thing and won the championship. But you know how do you how do you defend you know a Kusinin? You know, how do you defend a Mata? How do you defend a Falkowski, right? I mean, it's like an international backfield. It's like, okay, a first down, we yeah. need a bulldozer. Okay, let's bring in the Finnish the finish lady here. Let's bring her in, right? We need yeah. finesse on the corner. Yeah. So let's just take in uh, Ruth Mata, right? Uh, let's run it down the throat, mm. Falkowski. I mean, it's just like, if, yeah. you're the, if you're the coach, if you're Coach Johnson, it's got to be nice. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Gotta be nice. you, you know the beauty the beauty of coach johnson man it doesn't matter what he calls it's probably going to gain five to ten if not 20 or 30 yards oh, yeah. i mean it doesn't it, it doesn't matter what play you call i mean they're different that that's the best way i can uh can put it yeah. they're they're just different and uh everybody knows it um by far i think they're the best team in women's football just my thoughts just my thoughts no, I'm talking about like the overall body of work. I'm, I agree with you, right? The overall body of work, yeah. the preparation, the oh, execution, yeah. right? I mean, I was looking at that you, game, you coach, know, and you're and you're like a, any other coach, right? I was looking at that game, and then all of a sudden, uh, DC penalties. You're giving them the edge. Then all of a sudden, unsportsmanlike. Yeah. You're giving them the edge, right? <laughs> you get an ejected mm-hmm, player, mm-hmm. another edge. I'm like I'm sitting to myself. Yeah. Uh, does anybody realize that you're just killing yourselves over here on this? <laughs> <laughs> you know, a lot of times, man. I, I, you know, we've never played Boston, but I wonder the mindset of the other team. Do they really think they're going to win? You know, and I think Boston probably wins the battle more times than not going into the game. Almost like a Mike Tyson. How many guys yeah. Yeah. really thought that they were going to win that fight? You know they're yeah. they're swinging, but they're swinging and they do, they're trying not to get hit. They're just not really boxing. And I'm sure some offside. I mean, man, that's that's a well-oiled machine. And you know if you don't think you can win, it, it's 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 a tough boogie. And then they got these big girls coming at you. They're fu- the, the thing about Boston though, they're not only deep. They have some athletes, but if you really just watch them, they're very fundamentally sound, which means they're Freaking tell my girls fundamentals before flash. It's great to have all these spectacular yep. plays and long yep. bombs, yep. but you know, can we put our foot in the dirt, put our hand in the dirt, and get five yards when we need to? That's the mm-hmm. difference, man. Boston is fundamentals before flash. They can they can put the splash plays out there, 
but they can control the ball and march the ball up the field. They don't have to do it all the time because inevitably they'll get a long run or a pass or something like that. But um, they're fundamentally sound. If the linemen are supposed to step left, they're all stepping left and lockstep in unison. If they're supposed to step right, the same thing there. If the back jabs to the left, they're going to like a well-oiled machine. And it shows, man. That's a, that's a testament to the ownership, the coaches from the top down. I was on a Zoom call several months ago in Boston. They're on uh, the a couple of their players were on it. Their owner and I just like, hey, <laughs> I, I got to bow down to you guys, man. Because I mean, everybody's trying to strive to be who you guys are. And uh, yep. And the crazy thing is, they're able to be this good for so long. Obviously, their quarterback's been there for, you know, it's like 20-plus years, I think. Um, so, I mean, for somebody to, to keep the girls around for that long, that again, that says a lot about their coaching staff. That says a lot about the organization as a whole. They're doing the right thing because they're keeping – they're retaining – they're getting athletes, and they're also retaining athletes. And uh, it's working for them. And, obviously, they're getting noticed even outside of – the women's football world. I mean, they got using the Patriots playing. They're uh, they're regarded. I mean, it's not just in women's football that they're getting their kudos. It's, it's outside of women's football too. So, hopefully, uh, they got a lot yeah. of eyes watching them, and they're uh, they're holding up their end of the bargain. And that's one <laughs> of the, the the things that stands out when you watch them. You know, like this weekend you watched them, and you know we don't want to blow out obviously on national television, right? Because we want a competitive matchup and. And something like that. Right. But, you know, you got to give them credit, as we were just talking here. you got to give them credit. They're obviously that outstanding. They're able to, you know, take care of business. But, you know, in- incredible was the word because, I mean, you go eight series, nine series, and you score in every series. <laughs> just what? Yeah. yeah. That's never happened. That never that's happens. The more, that's demoralizing if you're the other team. You're like, what can we do? Yeah. What, what can we do? It, whatever we're doing ain't working. I'm sure – Coaches had some packages in. They do this. We got to do this. You know, we're we're putting this big group in. We're putting extra linemen and we're putting extra linebackers. You know, they probably tried everything, and uh, it's just demoralizing when you you watch film hours on on, and everything you do just doesn't work. It's yep. uh, frustrating it's as a coach, as a player, the whole nine. What what a machine! And, uh, um, yeah. Pittsburgh yeah. is probably the closest thing that they're going to get to a competition this, this season. That's my point right now. Mm-hmm. Cause I think Pittsburgh is that hungry. Mm-hmm. Pittsburgh's hungry. Yeah. Their owner yeah. passed away. You know, they really would like to arrive in mm-hmm. Canton to honor him. Right. So yep. uh, if, if you're the passion, right, Chavez and company, uh, the benchmarks right there on the, in the North, in the Northeast, and you got to get past that. Yeah. So uh, it's going to be a big, big, big tall task, but that's, that's where Pittsburgh's at, and I think they're they're pretty impressive the first two weeks out. So, Coach, um, Minnesota, uh, not the same. Obviously, they got you know there's some changes there, yeah. right? Quarterback left. Some, yeah. There's a lot of changes in Minnesota. Not the same Minnesota that we saw mm-hmm. a season ago. Um, so the same Absolutely. same situation here for you guys. You guys get Dallas, then you go up against you know uh, one of the one of the t- uh, you know runner ups or the runner up from last year. And that's going to be a big test for you guys, too, in terms of uh, going to Minnesota. Mm-hmm. So Minnesota has lost a few players. But, you know, the first week they played the slam. So now you're asking yourself, is Minnesota not as good or was the slam just that good? 
you know. And mm-hmm. then they played the uh, the 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 Pride Minnesota. I mean uh, Nebraska, Nebraska Pride, and um, they did what they're supposed to do. They beat them like they're supposed to beat them. So now you're like, eh, they look pretty darn good. They still can air that thing out. Um, it's gonna be a good, it's gonna be a I'm excited about going to Minnesota. I definitely don't want to overlook Dallas because again, they're they're a much better Dallas team. So you mm-hmm. know, we're just gonna take it one week at a, one week at a time. But we mm-hmm. have to do what we're supposed to do against Dallas. Then of course, you know, fly to Minnesota and 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 do the same thing up there. So um, I'm excited about the challenge, the matchup. But nobody's taking Minnesota lightly, man. They were in championship for what the last two years for a reason. So mm-hmm. you know they don't they don't rebuild they reload so they've lost a couple players but I'm sure they got some capable uh, new girls in there so yeah they're they're we're definitely not taking them lightly and expect to shoot out uh, when we go up there so that's, uh, we get we have to be on our A game to compete with them because they're they're that good in my opinion at least they used to be that good until they show me otherwise we'll see well we'll we'll see as a staff and as a team in a couple weeks for ourselves. So, but yeah, they're, 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 they're a darn good team and been good for several years. All right, coach, uh, introduce us, introduce our audience. Uh, who are we going to see as key players uh, on the, for the fans this week, uh, as you go up against Dallas, I mean, who's, who's quarterbacking your team, who's your key receivers, who should be watching for on defense. So the fans can get prepared in terms of what names are going to be springing out there in terms of the announcers. Absolutely. Um, you know, of course, we have our quarterback coming back from last year, Christina Jacobs. She's special. She'll she'll be leading the, leading the offense. We got a a pretty speedy running back named Brooke Wilson. Um, on her, she's she's a newbie to our team, but small in stature, but probably the fastest girl on the field. Um, and on defense, man, we have a um, we had a a, a new girl a rookie to our team this year. She uh plays free safety. She she got two picks and uh ran one ran got a pick six last week, went eighty yards for a touchdown. We also have a, a new linebacker, new to the team, named Kristen Aoki. We call her N Z because she's from New Zealand. She good game in, in uh against Austin. And then on the other corner we have uh Chanel Cotton. She was on our team last year. She tore ACL before the first game, sat last year out, rehabbed, and got back. And she's she's that girl on defense. She's she's a lockdown corner, so she's she's all that. So we're we're excited uh, excited about all three of them on defense. And of course, when you have somebody at the helm like Christina Jenkins, I mean, need I say more? She's she's another coach on the field, a leader on the team, and a, and a heck of a, a football player and a heck of a person. So we're excited for all of them. So we're going to get to watch you uh, live, front and center, Houston Energy. Uh, always exciting. You guys are always up-tempo, really good pace in terms of offense, balance attack. Uh, you guys usually make it very entertaining in terms of football. Uh, looking forward to how mm-hmm. what Dallas is going to bring this weekend, too, because uh, I know they've, like you said, reloaded. They're obviously hungry yeah. to, you know, shine in the, in the pro division as well. So it's going to be an interesting Absolutely. matchup there. Hey, Coach, I really appreciate you making the time, uh, especially during this uh, you know, week coming up here. But uh, looking forward to a Houston Energy win and keep the machine going and hope to see you in Canton in a couple weeks. Absolutely. Not, uh, 
Absolutely. That's where we want to be. Absolutely. Hey, man, thank you for having me on your show. It's always a pleasure. Appreciate the invite. Uh, would love to come back whenever time time uh, fits in both of our schedules, man. It's, it's it's crazy. It's been over a year, man. Wow. I mean, time does fly. Yeah. So, man, keep doing keep yeah. doing what you're doing, man. I love, I love it. Yeah, man. God bless all y'all, yeah, man. Take you, care. Uh, appreciate you uh, making the time as well. But looking forward to a big uh, matchup this week. Houston Energy taking on Dallas Elite Spartans for the fans. Uh, Women's Football Alliance uh, game of the week. So, uh, all right. Uh, I guess uh, all we can say is uh, we'll be watching. Awesome. Y'all take care, man. We're, we're going to put a good show on for you guys. Trust me. Thanks, Brian. Appreciate it. Have a great safe okay. travels, and uh, looking forward to the matchup. Awesome. Take care, buddy. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, guys. Uh, Coach Brian Wiggins of the Houston Energy, who will be uh, facing the Dallas Elite Mustangs this coming week for the fans on the Women's Football Alliance uh, game of the week. That's one of the games of the week. The other game of the week is going to be the Tampa Bay Inferno taking on the Pittsburgh Passion, and that's going to be an awesome matchup as well. Two top teams there in the, on the East Coast as well. Looking forward to that. So uh, an exciting week in terms of the Women's Football Alliance. If you got to miss it last week, you can go back and replay. Uh, it was Boston versus D.C., Nevada versus Cali War. Two hot matchups there. So uh, interesting matchups going on. So anything to do with the sport, you know where to go. You go to the hub at facebook.com forward slash Beauties. That is the place to be, the best network on the planet, bar none. We are the best network on the planet, bar none, that covers the sport everywhere, globally, internationally as well, domestically, uh, including the top two leagues in the world, which is the WNFC and the WFA. So every week you get your lowdown right here. But if you want to get a real lowdown, you go to the hub at facebook.com forward slash viewers. Close to 10,000 uh, on Facebook. So get us over the top, over 10,000. Invite your friends, share our posts, and uh, let people know that women's tackle football exists and it exists globally, not just in the backyard. So let's go into the uh, breakdown for the next hour, which exclusively women's football talk right there from us. And that's uh, who better to talk women's football than the talented one, the backseat coach, a.k.a. Mark Simone, Boston Renegades, number one fan. Uh, Mark, did you enjoy the ninth series of scoring this past week? Uh, if you put it that way, definitely enjoyed the nine series of scoring. It was, uh, it was uh, something to behold. Now, that was a clinic, Mark. I, I, I would have to specify clinic. If not heavy scrimmage, it was just uh, wow. It was a wow moment for me. Yeah, you know, and just to think that, you know, uh, the the composition of Boston's offensive line is a little bit different because, as you know, um, uh, right uh, tackle Aaron Truex uh, retired, so – you know, uh, we had, Mark, you know, there were Mark, you know, Aaron new who? people on the line. Aaron who? Aaron who? <laughs> there was no drop-off. <laughs> if they're missing Aaron, yeah, I have no idea. Was, I, think Aaron, I think Aaron was already uh, a, a, a sipping a soda, watching her team going, oh, we didn't miss, they didn't miss me that much. <laughs> we're good. <laughs> well, I hope she enjoyed watching that performance. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that was a lot of touchdowns. You know, Cahill had through – what four touchdowns 
three of them to Bonds, uh, Deshante Bonds, uh, the the running the the running core, um, rushed for five touchdowns, uh, two for uh, Kusinen, and two for Katie Falkowski, and one for Ruth Mata. So um, it it seemed like the offense was firing on cylinders. Not to take away from the defensive performance of the Renegades, by the way, which was also um, pretty impressive in my estimation. Mark, I, was, I had to do a double take because uh, when Luis said, uh, Luis Sanchez, the announcer on Revere, he said, oh, that's Darcy Leslie, former Chicago force. <laughs> and I'm like, what? Is he, did he make a mistake? What? <laughs> that's right. No, uh, you know. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Darcy Leslie, uh, a famed uh, Chicago Force uh, linebacker. Um, well, she she did play for Team USA uh, uh, last year um, and won a gold medal. And uh, so, you know, I, I guess maybe after a few years out of football, I'm not exactly sure what she did once the the Force um, closed down um, after the 2017 season. But um, I guess the football bug uh, just never really went away. And she, so she signed on with the Renegades this year. And, you know, I just had to meet her to get a good look at her and, and tell her about the fits that she would give me when she played for the force. And mm-hmm. certainly I'm glad to see her on, on the Renegades. And she, you know, put on quite a performance. Uh, she had like nine combined tackles. Mm-hmm. of them solo tackles that's like that's that's outstanding just like coming on the team in your first year you know maybe you know whatever she did to get prepared it showed on the field she was ready uh that's a smart football player there you know uh, you don't you don't just jump in and and just start making tackles um like that um she she's definitely um um She's, she came as billed, right, as advertised. Can we call her an asset? Like, like they needed another asset, you know? It's like, <laughs> what? <laughs> right? Oh, my God. I was, I was just talking to Coach Brian Wiggins from the Houston Energy, right? And we were breaking down mm-hmm. – we, we were talking energy ball, but then he, we started talking Boston ball because he's like so – you know, so it, 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 they admires Boston. Like the rest of us you know, look at it, you know? It was just an impressive performance, Mark. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure you were there live. Uh, we were watching on repair, yeah. but but you know what I mean? It's like, I think it was 10 series, right? That's not including the that, the second unit scoring scoring the touchdown as well. It's like, wow. That was, to me, it was like, what? Every possession, a score? Every po- what? That's just unheard of. But you saw it live. So that's a tape to kind of review <laughs> to say it is possible. Here you go. There's yeah, the tape. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, Cahill had another perfect uh, quarterback passer rating mm-hmm. uh, again. And this probably like, I don't know, probably the sixth or seventh time in her career, maybe more. I'd have to go back and count them up. But, um, yeah, it was, you know, despite uh, the weather was bad, too. I'm going to tell you, well, mm-hmm. it, it wasn't terrible, but it was it was a bit cold. It was kind of drizzly. It, it was probably really good to be out on the field running around. But if, if you were me and like a lot of, you know, fans in the stands where 
<laughs> you know, it was it was kind of cold. It was kind of cold and <laughs> a little bit nippy, a little bit wet um, in the stand. So um, it wasn't the ideal conditions, but we certainly saw a uh, quite quite a fantastic performance by the Renegades. Yeah, and that was a really awesome game. That was one of the games. Uh, that was the game of the week, uh, obviously. Uh, the other game of the week was the Cali War taking on Nevada. Uh, Mark, a, a little bit of a downgrade for Nevada. Didn't obviously Plummer's missing. Fuckler's gone. Um, you know, got uh, uh, Moetchen. You got Sarah Canangelo trying to make up for some of that. Um, it's just a different team in terms of the storm. And then you got mm-hmm. Chantel Wiggins and plenty of weapons on the other side in terms of Cali War. So it, it, literally on display, it was a, you know, just an, a little bit of an outmatch there. Um, I think I'm pretty sure, you know, Coach Garza is going to go back and week to week here. They're going to somewhat get better, hopefully, here. But o- overall, uh, Cali comes in, takes care of business. Uh, obviously, they look towards the playoffs. Um, and so this is, a, this is a big win for them, too, matchup, matchup. But uh, for Nevada, this is, I think, uh, the next week of the, or the week after, it's a, literally a must win. they got they got to get a W, otherwise it's, they're pretty much out of the picture. Um. Yeah, I definitely feel like, um, you know, Nevada, I mean, Nevada has been facing, you know, very tough competition, as you would expect in the WFA Pro. And you're absolutely right. The Cali War is, um, you know, it's it's built to the go to the championship. Uh, you know, they got P. Gardner uh, back as running back after a few years being away. But, you know, when the uh, Los Angeles Warriors – uh, mm-hmm. went to the WFA Pro National Championship in 2018. One of the big reasons why they got there was, was P. Gardner. So, so she's back in the mix now. Um, uh, and so she's going to be a force to, to contend with for any team that faces Cali War this year. And, you know, we already know about, you know, the other cast of characters on, on this team um, that have been contributing for a long time, you know, not to mention – um, Amber Marcucci was, you know, added a, another element to the team, but, you know, joining the Cali War from Nevada this year. Um, as far as Nevada goes, you know, uh, they certainly have lost some, some personnel, um, but, you know, every team has its own, every team is its own thing. So, so they kind of need to find their identity. And you know, we all know that Coach Garza is a very good football coach. And uh, they will feel a competitive team, you know, every week. They will be well-prepared. So it's really just kind of, I think, finding the things that that work and kind of finding that rhythm. I haven't really seen, um, you know, Nevada's offense get into any sort of a rhythm, you know, in these last two games. But I, I will say, you know, both of the, you know, both of the games Nevada's played, despite the losses, they, they've had those moments where they look like, you know, you can see their potential. You can see that they, mm-hmm. you know, can definitely um, be, you know, be a strong competitor in the league. They just have to, like, kind of string it all together. And that's not always the easiest thing to do. Well, they got um, uh, I mean, in terms of war, the Cali War, Kind of retooled a little bit. Uh, you, you, same thing as Boston, right? We got a veteran quarterback and Eno Wiggins, uh, so that's going to give you an edge right there. 
Yeah, Priscilla Gardner, you said coming back as well. They got uh, Caldwell, uh, Sean Caldwell. You got Nori Washington, who contributed as well. Um, you got Brianna Barrett and Marcucci on the other side as well. Um, and they let go. I think Manny went to Utah, so they, Manny was usually pretty good too. But they also have, you know, uh, veteran Jamie Robinson mm-hmm. on the defensive side as well and, the, and on the receiving core. So a lot of weapons there to, to contend with. So, um, you know, they get their win, 2-0. and They're going up uh, this uh, this next week. I think they get – I don't know if they're on a uh, – let's see here. They're on a bye this week, right? Or no, they're coming up – oh, they're getting Arlington. So they're going up against Arlington this coming week. Arlington, uh, let's talk there, Mark. What a surprise. Yeah. Or maybe not mm-hmm. a surprise. Because OKC Lady Force has been very impactful since they've arrived in the WFA the last two seasons. So now they're in D2. And so they've, yep. they've always made a, a statement coming in. So is this a statement game, do you think, Mark? OKC really putting up a 30-burger and holding uh, Arlington to seven? Oh, you know, I think so. I mean, as you said, we know that they're a serious team, right, mm-hmm. uh, regardless of the division they're in. Um, and, you know, from from my uh, perspective, like, I kind of feel like Oklahoma City just geographically is a great place to have a pro division team that would help sort of link together um, – you know, the competition in, in Texas with the competition in, you know, like St. Louis, for example, um, mm-hmm. and, and Minnesota. It's just like a little, it just kind of closes that gap up a little bit. So um, I, I think what we've seen, the statement that was made, I think, in this game is uh, the Oklahoma City Force can compete with other teams in WFA Pro. And that that's a pretty big statement. And I really do hope that they're working toward um, making the, the jump to pro, um, you know, have, that they have their timetable and they, they, they have their objectives that they, they know they need to, to um, complete to, to reach that goal. So I really hope that's a goal for them. Um, on the other hand, we also have to ask some questions about the impact and where they are as a team. It's still early in the WFA season. But that was uh, that was a sh- surprise, uh, you know. Not that the game, you know, what you know wouldn't be competitive. I think I think we all expected that um, Oklahoma City would, you know, be, you know, putting up a good game. But um, it, it really kind of appears that they dominated the game and they, you know, won by, you know, uh, three scores and it was. You know, I I really would like to watch the game, but you know, the scoreboard tells us that Oklahoma City really kind of handled Arlington. Um, so, um, so I have some questions as to you know what happened in that game, and you know why Arlington didn't kind of make a better um, impact. You know, pun <laughs> no pun intended um, on that on the scoreboard. Well, we got to give credit to them, uh, Lady Force. Like I said, very impactful in the WFA. They're going to get to uh, they're going to get to go up against Dallas. Dallas goes against Houston this week. But if if they somehow can win as impressive as they did against Arlington, then we got to then we really got to start looking at them in a microscope, right? Can they elevate themselves like a like a Nevada, right? And it's all going to depend this yep. year whether they end up in in Canton. 
if they can if they can uh, go from a D3 championship and end up in Canton and compete for a D2 championship, uh, to your point, we're looking at the next Nevada, right? To go to the next, to right. go up a spin. Yes, I mean we're. It seems to be a, a trend here in the WFA, mm-hmm. and you know I, I think it's a good one. Uh, it just shows that, you know, despite you know what what division they're in, if if there's a culture of excellence that leads to success, then you can be successful in you know any division that you're in. So. Um, I, it definitely looks pretty good for this lady force now um, mm-hmm. to um, be there at the end of the season in Canton. Yeah, for sure. Uh, shout out to Coach uh, Bullock and his squad and his staff out there. Very impressive win against the uh, WFA Pro at Arlington Impact uh, early week two. So they're undefeated, Mark. Uh, they're going up against Nebraska this week, who uh, who got uh, beat by Minnesota. Uh, Max, Max Nebraska uh, pride going up against Nebraska Pride. So um, we'll see how they fare against Nebraska. Then they get Dallas, then they get Austin, and then they get Oklahoma. So based on what we know now and how competitive they are first two weeks, uh, they do have an opportunity for to run the table, as it, as it looks right I do. now. I, 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 yeah, I agree with you. Um, um, we're still trying to, you know, understand uh, who the Dallas Elite Mustangs are this year. And mm-hmm. we'll get more data, uh, get more information when they play uh, Houston, um, and certainly going forward. Um, but it, it definitely looks like the, the uh, Lady Force have a chance to run the table, as you say. All right, Mark. So those are the two games. Uh, let's go into the next game here since we're talking about WFA anyways. The next two games here coming up here, we just talked to Coach Brian Wiggins here before you come on. Energy Dallas, that's what we're talking about there. We got Pittsburgh, Tampa, uh, Tampa Bay. First time we get to see the Inferno live. Uh, we already saw Pittsburgh, what they're all about. So uh, I think this is the game we got to circle and, and kind of be intrigued about in terms of, you know, these two these two squads and who's going to be standing out. Absolutely, uh, you know, and Berg is is broadcasting the game. They're the home team, so we know that we're going to get a very good um, broadcast there. And, the, you know, the question is, we, I mean, we're going to probably know more about Tampa Bay um, after this game um, and how they stack, you know, seeing how they stack up against Pittsburgh also informs us how they might stack against D.C. Um, when those two meet later on in the season. Um, so th- that certainly is a very intriguing game. And there's a lot of pit, you know, there's a big Pittsburgh connection in Tampa Bay um, mm-hmm. with a former passion player, Jen Moody, being the owner of the team, running that team and, you know, uh, you know, modeling it, I think, in some ways after, um, after the passion. So, so that'll be a really good matchup. Definitely uh, looking forward to that one. So uh, Pittsburgh uh, gets Tampa Bay this week, Mark. Then they're going to go up against, uh, I believe, Boston, and then they get Detroit, and then they get a bye week. So they got three big games coming up here. So they get Tampa Bay, yeah. and then they get the the Venom. Venom has not uh, been as impressive as we thought they would be. They're kind of struggling still, mm-hmm. and so. Yeah. Uh, but you're looking at some some real good matchups here for Pittsburgh. Uh, the anticipation for them is really 
probably the two games against Boston, that's the measuring stick for them and to see how they're going to fare. If they fare well there, uh, Mark, Massey, Massey might uh, give them an edge, right, uh, going up against, obviously, Boston. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, you know, right now Boston's on top of the Masseys, and, you know, a good performance against Boston, you know, either home or away, is is going to help Pittsburgh's, you know, cause uh, in terms of ranking. Um, and, you know, it's I'm not exactly sure how the, the um, bracket breaks down, but, you know, this Passion Renegades game coming up in a couple of weeks, you know, might be a preview of the National Conference Championship. Um, mm-hmm. And we get to see that game, you know, again, get to see that matchup again um, later in the season. So these teams face each other twice. So those will definitely be you know, um, watched games, definitely. All right, Mark, let's talk slam ball because uh, we're going to have yeah. Taylor here here probably in a week or two. Let's talk some slam ball here. Uh, they have not missed a beat. I think we were all surprised that Minnesota was shut out in week one. I know I was surprised that they were shut out in week one. Then you had 42-0 to zero against Derby. Uh, saw some of that game, and obviously very dominating in that sense. Uh, Derby played really tough, but overall, they just offensively, they're not at that same level. Um, so we get the mm-hmm. chaos, and we know what the chaos did to Detroit. So looking forward to hear uh, the slam on the road against Columbus. And so I think this is one of the games I'm, I'm going to be keeping an eye out this weekend too. Yeah, I'm definitely curious, you know, about the chaos um, being a Division Two team. Uh, they came out strong uh, at the beginning of the season with the three over Detroit Venom. And, you know, and we're going to be doing this a lot in the WFA, trying to predict who might be, you know, the next, the next teams to enter WFA pro. And I feel like Columbus is probably one of those teams. So that's why we kind of like have, you know, put a little bit more emphasis on them despite their being a, mm-hmm. a division two team. Um, and so I, I definitely think that this will be, you know, an interesting game. I expect the slam to win this game and definitely, you know, definitely by a margin, a uh, significant margin. Um, you know, I don't think Columbus is quite up to competing with the slam just yet. Um, but I, it will be interesting to see if their defense can kind of limit, uh, you know, the slam, um, you know, so that they don't score every time they possess the ball, for example. Um, you know, maybe keep it close, you know, by halftime. It's, you know, not out of control. Um, and I want to know if the Chaos can score on the slam because the slam has a pretty mm-hmm. good defense too. Um, so I expect that to be a very informative matchup. And, um, you know, um, I don't know if I'll be able to – to watch this. I don't, I don't know if it'll be televised. I'm, I'm crossing my fingers that it will be somewhere, maybe on yeah, YouTube. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully we get some YouTube feed or something. We'll, 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 we're with that. So if you're at Columbus Chaos, if you're listening to us, you know, make sure you get some some video feed of some sort so that we can actually watch this matchup. This will be an intriguing matchup as well. Um, Mark, as it stands right now, uh, for St. Louis, it would be running the table. All right? I think uh, that's 
probably what we're looking at. If if they stay on course where they're at right now, what based on film that I just watched and the last two weeks, very important uh, Gall and Company. You got Taylor Hay. Uh, I mean, defensively they're pretty pretty solid. They're holding everybody down to zeros, <laughs> so that's a that's yep. a, an impressive sign. Um, right. So, you know, we don't want to jump the gun and say you know that's the case, but the trajectory is there. If you're talking DC, Mark, are you worried? Undisciplined, unsportsmanlike, a lot of penalties, going up against probably the best team in the world. Uh, if you're DC, this is. I, I think you've got to start thinking about whether uh, you know where you're at because if it, we we talked about it at the beginning of the year, not that they weren't a talented team or anything like that, but we talked about it. This is a brutal schedule. I mean, this is about yep. as brutal as you want to get. And they're going to be in Tampa yep. Bay on the road, and if they get beat on the road in Tampa Bay. Uh, they're going to get the they get the monster one more time. They get Pittsburgh again, and then they get Detroit. So, barring mm-hmm. any injuries of any sort, um, you know, if you're if you're DC right now, I'm sorry, but uh, you know, you were exposed this past weekend big time by the Renegades. Yeah, I mean, if if you're uh, the Tampa Bay Inferno or any team that's going to face the 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 Divas this year, you know. They're they're looking at that video and um, well, uh, you know what can I say? It, you know there are a lot of um, issues that need to be addressed in DC. That it, you know, <laughs> I, I don't even really know where to start. I, you know, I just think, um, you know, they they just got plowed well, Mark, over. Mark, I, I, I was holding I, my breath. Mark, I was holding my breath when uh, Lexi went down in the uh, with the touchdown, and then it looked like she was injured. So I was yeah. like, "Whoa, that was not a good I mean, moment." That was a, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, that was a great that was a great catch and throw, you know, throw and catch. And Lexi had another really like awesome catch um, in the game. Um, but this happened at the very end of the game uh, when she pulled down that touchdown pass, and you know, I I think she just maybe kind of landed funny, and then had someone land on top of her. Cause it was a diving catch. Right. Um, mm-hmm. and I think she, I think she's okay, but you know, DC cannot really can't afford to, you know, lose the caliber of a player like Lexi floor. So, um, you know, hopefully she's all right. And, you know, DC definitely has some playmakers. Their offensive line needs to improve. Um, you know, Congialdi was pressured a lot. Uh, she had to scramble, you know, quite a few times, and, and she does that, you know, she, for what it is, she she can scramble pretty well, but you know, you don't want your quarterback getting tackled, you know, so many times. So the offensive line definitely needs on offense. I mean, that's just the key. It's just the fundamental, the basic fundamentals, you know, the passing game and the running game. So there's a lot of work on for the offensive line. And so I, I'm sure Tampa Bay's defense is going to be looking to exploit, to exploit that, to control the the Divas' offense on the field. Um, I'm sure they'll be watching that film, and I I think this is going to be a hard game for for DC. Mm-hmm. You know, I I don't I I think Tampa Bay is going to really take it to them. You know, DC is the one that have to travel down to Tampa Bay. Sorry's going to like be missing a few people because of that. And just, you know, Tampa Bay's at home. Um, I think this will be a tough, I think this will be a tough game. And as you say, 
you know, after this game, you, you, to get the two monsters afterwards before you, you face the Venom. And by the time you face Detroit in the last game of the regular season, what is your team, you know, going to look like with, you know, injuries and, and whatnot? Like, you know, it, it might not be the same team that you started out with at the beginning of the season. So that game against Detroit could, you know, it's it's on the table right now as to who will win. Right now, I mean, you know, I'm thinking D.C. will win that, but you just you just never know after, you know, you've got three more games to get there. So, so you get a bye week to heal up, uh, Mark, before you, uh, you know, before you <laughs> get to go uh, another week against another very competitive matchup. So, but at this point, uh, week three pro, let's run it by here. So D.C. gets the bye. They're going to get Tampa Bay um, next week. The other game, Minnesota gets the bye, and they're, they're going to get energy. As we talked to Brian Wiggins here, Coach Brian Wiggins, and he's a, he's obviously anticipating a really good cost there. Um, Mile yeah, High will take on game for City this week. Uh, and then you got uh, Columbus, St. Louis. Uh, you got Cali against Arlington. Interesting to see how Arlington mm-hmm. rebounds after that loss against OKC. That's going to be an interesting yeah, to see how they compare against Cali War because they always played Cali yeah. pretty tough. Always played yeah, uh, Cali pretty tough. Um, so here – Boston, Detroit. So should we send our blessings now based on the DC out? <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, yeah, no, no comment. No. I like, well, yeah, no you know, comment. for what it's worth, you know, I'm sure Boston travels, you know, the traveling squad is a little bit lighter than the home squad. So, um, you know, you, you won't be seeing as many replacements on this. Well, maybe that's not so good. You're going to be seeing the starting team for the, for the all four quarters, so we're probably, not. So, so we don't have the uh, the backup depth crew, so we're not going to get uh, Miss Lane and company. Is that what you're saying? No, that's sure? right. <laughs> that's right. They're getting to get yeah, no, all the time. Yeah, no. Uh, anyways, um, it's going to look. It's going to be a, a tall task. Is the word right? I think that's the word we have mm-hmm. to use right now. Yeah. For the venom, tall task for the venom. Uh, considering they're averaging only six points a game. <laughs> it's not going to be pretty, considering everybody else. The Renegades are averaging 60 points a game and scoring on every series. So a big challenge for the coaching staff in Detroit. That's all I'm going to say right now. Big challenge. Oh, definitely. But you know what? Detroit, they like to play football. So, yep. you know, any game that we've had against Detroit has always kind of been pretty good just because – Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. They're just they just into it, you know. They're, they're they're actually fun to play with, no matter how what the outcome is. So I'll say that. Definitely yeah, no, I'm, I'm not saying they're not going to come in ready for it. I'm pretty sure they're ready, oh, yeah. right? Because they know this, this is oh, the yeah. best team in the world, and they just saw DC compete against them, right? And didn't fare well. I'm pretty sure they do not want to not fare well. <laughs> That's literally, you know, their mindset, right? We we got to come in and, mm-hmm. and do our thing. So that'll, mm-hmm. that'll be great. So, yeah, it's it's a, interesting. Interesting to see that. Um, so I was going to say D2, let's go some key some key matchups here. And in terms of the results, uh, we had New York take down Baltimore. Uh, I guess somewhat of a surprise there, but we did talk to Daniel Ayala, and they said they were raring to go. So it looks like they're raring to go. Uh, mm-hmm. The knockout, two weeks in a row, 55-0. to zero. Maybe they're angry that they didn't get into the playoffs last right. year. Right. 
I think that's what you said really, last. Wasn't that the same score? They they put up like yeah. fifty points in the first week too. I think. Um, so yeah, I, I'm so. assuming we want. I'm assuming they want Massey to realize that they they need to get in. <laughs> right. I mean, they're really not taking their foot off the gas pedal at all. So. Um, <laughs> So I mean we'll see how they continue to fare. I mean it looks like um it looks like they'll they'll do pretty good. Their schedule isn't too bad. Yeah. I think they, they do face toward the end of the season. So that should be an interesting matchup to see how they fare there. Yeah. But I'm just saying they're angry, Mark. If they're putting up sixty burgers they are. they're trying to put a statement. Yep. You know, they're trying to like, Hey, Massey, here's the burgers. <laughs> we're we're gonna yep. you're gonna get us in no matter what. <laughs> Offensively. Um Orlando takes down Miami. You said that last week. Hey, Miami, not the similar team. Orlando does put them mm-hmm. for 40-burger, Hunter and Company, so they take down Miami. Uh, the New Mexico Banditas, a very competitive matchup against Sun City. Sun City taking yeah. on Mile High Blaze. So that should be interesting, given they've put up almost 30 points against uh, New Mexico. So we'll see how they fare against Mile High. Yeah, we'll we'll see about that. I definitely, you know, one game that really popped out to me, Oscar, was this Atlanta Rage Alabama Fire game. Now, Atlanta Rage is Division Two, and of course Alabama Fire is in the Pro Division. But it was a competitive game, twenty to thirty, which was, um, um, you know, I didn't really know what to expect, but I, I'm pleased to see this kind of competitive game between these two teams. Um, again, with the lens of 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 thinking teams might be in the pro division in the future. I th- I think the WFA would love to have a team, a pro team in Atlanta, um, mm-hmm. you know, to be close to uh, Alabama and, you know, Tampa Bay. It's um, so, so that was, you know, that, that was a, a quite a um, interesting uh, score there. I think it's pretty clear that, that Atlanta is like Oklahoma City, a serious team. They're serious about football. They're serious about winning. And they didn't get the win against the Alabama Fire. But, man, it was a close game. So so that was pretty cool to see. Yeah, and it was interesting to see some of the uh, teams that are standing out, as you mentioned earlier uh, when we did the preseason, about how, you know, uh, Oklahoma Rage, Atlanta Rage, uh, how those new teams were going to fare, uh, you know, in terms of, mm-hmm. you know, the week-to-week matchups and stuff like that. Um, uh, you guys, I forgot to uh, totally apologize, but I forgot to let everybody know uh, you can get the, the lowdown of everything that happened in Germany on our Twitter feed, week two, DBL two. Uh, looking forward to DBL one in the middle of May, which we'll cover. But week two, uh, week two results from uh, April April twenty third all the way down to April thirtieth, uh, right there at uh, the Twitter feed. So you can go to the Twitter feed. I totally forgot about that. All right, so there you go, international a recap there for Germany. So if you guys are listening to us to Germany, head over to Twitter, get the lowdown on everything that's happening there. Uh, and, Mark, internationally, uh, I mean, we're Sweden kicked off, Germany kicked off, Great Britain kicked off, Canada kicked off. We got La Fai in Mexico, plus the two, you know, the two uh, top leagues in the state. So uh, we already knew we were in for a, a fun uh, 90 days covering everything globally, not including the state of origin in Australia. Yeah, that's right. I mean, that's, you know, more football than you can shake a stick at. Um, I have no idea what that really means. 
but yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot of football. So everything's rolling now, and you know, you want to know about the Moheim Shamrocks and how they're doing over in Germany. You know, you got to get to the hub. I got to get to the hub because you know I need to know if the Aachen Vampires are going to be competing. You know, in uh, DBL two Germany. So there's a lot of there's a lot of football happening. So hey, get to the hub. It's going to be a great uh, summer, girls' summer. That's what we call it every year, girls' summer, right? Women's tackle football globally. Uh, looking forward to the state of origin, Mark. I think that's going to be a real good class, North, New South Wales against Queensland. There's a lot of, a yeah, lot of playmakers there from the national team, too. Absolutely. Yeah, that'll, that'll be All great. Guys. I mean, that's, that's a, quite an event they've got planned out. Yeah. So three three uh, dates in May. Uh, you get the you get the uh, lowdown right there at the hub with the uh, the matchups and where they're going to happen. So uh, and I believe that it's going to be live streamed um, on either either uh, um, uh, governing body is going to do the live stream. So that's pretty cool. We'll get to see it live as well. Christy Moran out there, Ali Carmali. Um, we also had uh, you know uh, Danny DeGroote. There's a lot of lot of uh, Aussie names. They're going to be participating in the uh, the cross between Queensland and New South Wales. So really, really awesome. All right. Brilliant. Let's dive into the WNFC. All right. Let's dive into this. Uh, Mark, uh, Mississippi, Denver. Uh, what what what'd you think? You know, I you know it was it was it was a great game to to watch and it just kind of started slipping away from Denver. I you know, but it was a good competitive game, and uh, you know again, it, you know it was it was a little bit different than like some of Denver's previous games, don't you think? Because you know they scored like nine, you know they scored nineteen points, <laughs> um, so to see that scoring definitely. Um, we, we just we just saw a facet of the the Denver Bandits that we hadn't seen before, um, which was great. But unfortunately, they they in the end they they couldn't stop Mississippi from from doing what what they like to do, which is you know like score three or four touchdowns. So so that's what it was. Yeah, it was an interesting balance game, I think, by Denver for the first time in, in this year. We had Cubis, mm-hmm. right, Romero and mm-hmm. Cooper uh, on the combination. We even had Sun be involved into it. But I think the, the difference maker, Mark, was they finally got McGinnis and Mazizek involved into the passing game, literally the, the must-have, because going, to get, going up against Jackson and Young, uh, you've got to have a counter. And I think that's, uh, you know, she stood out. Alyssa, uh, I think it's Alyssa right. McGinnis is her name. So she stood out, and then Ms. Um, Isaac finally came through, right? Uh, as I uh, had mentioned to uh, uh, Kathy on a private message, hey, you got to get some sticky fingers on her hands, right? Because she was dropping That's some right. balls that were really very effective, good throws. So she finally got two touchdowns. So, uh, you know, shout out to Aaron for correcting. Uh, but they need that, right, Mark? They need, they need her to have sticky fingers. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, for a team that has struggled um, historically to score points and, you know, roll up a lot of yards, especially in the passing games, you know, those drop passes, are, they're, just, they're just a killer. And, you know, every, every player, 
you know, on that roster has dropped an easy pass probably, right? Um, mm-hmm. Something that happens with more regularity than, than you want to see. And, and you're absolutely right, Oscar. Like in this game, you know, we, we, we saw, you know, we, we saw a different kind of offense, that production in the passing game. Um, and the receivers, you know, making the catches. And they rolled up a lot of yards. Like, mm-hmm. Dubis threw uh, for 271 yards. Um, she, she, um, it was, uh, oh, my mistake. Um, let me click through to the actual, to the game stats there. She was, she um, was productive at uh, 271, uh, 29 of 77. Uh, it was about nine. Uh, well, basically, right. a, a first down, three TDs. She did have yeah, one INT. One INT. Yeah, it was almost two hundred um, yards. Yeah. And so, uh, Mark, her- the balance, the balance attack with Romero as an option instead of Cooper, I think, really set the tone there. Uh, you have a two set back. Uh, I mean, that's what Boston equates to a three. You know, an international backfield. So this is what mm-hmm. this is. I think Denver needs to go. Uh, to your point before, they're not balanced enough, right? They're one, they're one right. dimensional, and it's much easier for defenses to kind of counter that. But if they can start doing, you know, the Cooper, Romero, and Sun show, uh, they're able to kind of like, you know, uh, put some defenses on edge. Yeah, I, I just feel like, you know, I mean, and I, th- I think most people would agree that Denver, they, they just haven't hit on all cylinders for, mm-hmm. for a game, you know? If, if they can get all these pieces going um, in sync with each other, you know, this could be, you know, a very, very dangerous team on offense. Um, You know, they've been relying on their defense to um, control the games and put them in a position to win. And that's great to have that, that kind of defense that, that can actually accomplish that. But at, you know, as we've seen, Oscar at, at the, you know, with the, with the tougher teams, the higher, you know, higher echelon teams in, a, in the WNFC, they're going to score points against good defenses, right? Mm-hmm. Dallas can do it and Mississippi can do it. And so you have to have more, you, you have to have some firepower of your own on offense to, you know, balance the, that engagement with, with those upper echelon teams. And we saw a little something from from Denver. Um, it, it just it just wasn't quite enough. But I continued to be intrigued by the Denver Bandits. I'll put it that way. Yeah, I want to give a shout out to Amber Kraft as always. Uh, just a just a, an amazing talent. And then Kristen London, right on the other side of the ball, the two leaders on defense. So they were holding they were holding it down. Um, so they got a good core. Mark, to your point, right? Just got to find that. Uh, you know, the, the, uh, the bullets to stay toe to toe on every series to try to, you know, yep. e- equate to those teams that need it. Um, they're going to need it, Mark, because they get, uh, the luxury of the monster <laughs> that is the Texas elite Spartans. So it was a good sign for them to put some points up, but uh, can they stay toe to toe with Bushman and company? That's the question. That's right. And if, if that, you know, wasn't, tough enough it, they have to follow it up with a game at the utah falcons on may 20th you know if you need an, a late regular season opportunity to 
catapult yourself into the playoffs, into the playoff picture, uh, I guess playing the two toughest teams in the league is is just what the doctor ordered, or maybe not. We'll see how it turns out. But, you know, if they perform well against, you know, the Spartans and, and the Falcons, you never know what the, you know, the um, women's football rating committee is going to, you know, rank them. So uh, it's definitely an opportunity here. But it would have been nice for Denver to get that win against Mississippi. That would have helped their cause a lot. Yeah, for sure. That would have been. So uh, if you're McGinnis and McIsaac, right, uh, Mark, this week, you definitely have to have glue on your hands because uh, against the Spartans, not going not gonna to cut it. Every possession is going to matter. Stick them out. <laughs> yeah. Remember the you old gotta, stick them out they had. You got to do what you got to do, but you got to you got to keep the ball, right? You got to hold on to the ball cause, and then yeah, we can't right. we can't forget OG. OG is not going to be uh, so if you're Cassie Cubis, uh, beware, right? OG's coming, number six. It's very brutal. Uh, it's always on the case, but two tough battles, right, Mark? So two weeks in a row. Uh, Denver is basically their fates in, in here, especially in the tough central division. That's really tough. They, they have to make that happen uh, and do that. Um, okay, so we get Texas-Denver, one of the games that we're going to be watching. Uh, impressive win by the Rebellion, Mark, against Seattle. Uh, they were really impressive there. Seattle, I don't know what's happened to them, but at this point uh, they have not been able to score very consistently. And uh, quarterback at this point, uh, very anemic, uh, offensive line, not that great. Uh, I don't know. They're regressing, basically, and San Diego took advantage of it. Uh, Gonzalo, uh, Gutierrez and company, Lewis, hold it down. I mean, they just they just put in a nice performance. Yeah, they did. I mean, it, it was a very sort of um, San Diego rebellion performance. You know, mm-hmm. a, like, a, a you know, everybody got, you know, a piece of the action. Uh, the defense was, you know, out, outstanding. And, um, you know, Gutierrez is just a beast. And, um, you know, they, they, they took it to Seattle, who I think had very high hopes this season. And, you know, I think they're probably better than they were last year. Um, but, you know, I, I really – I never really felt like – they were going to be up to competing on on this level with your San Diego's and you know your Utah's, um, but you know maybe they continue to grow. Um, it's still still really only the middle of the season, so um, they can still take steps forward. But um, I'm not really surprised by this outcome against San Diego at all. Yeah, it was a, it was a very uh, impressive win by the Rebellion. Uh, I think maybe they were using it as a tune-up, going up against the runner-up this, this next week against uh, mm-hmm. Utah, right? And it's their, their, those are always entertaining. That's my number two circle game that I'll be watching, Utah-San Diego, right? Because that's always entertaining and uh, clash. Benji Martin against uh, Sarah Galicia and company. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see how San Diego handles uh, number two ranked Utah. Uh, Mark, how about, uh, let's see, we talked to Mary Woodward about uh, Mississippi, Atlanta. Atlanta are very confident, but they haven't faced anybody competitively. And not to say mm-hmm. they're not a good team, but 
They haven't met anybody, and this will be their first real test. Yeah, absolutely. This is, you know, their their first big test of the season. And for our listeners, um, you know, uh, Atlanta's faced the Tennessee Trojans, the Florida Avengers, and the Philly Phantoms. Uh, combined, those teams put up six points against Atlanta. So um, when we say they haven't faced anybody, you know, what we mean is they haven't, you know, there have been no threats to their uh, to those games whatsoever. But in facing the Panthers, they're going to be seeing something very different. And um, I, this is really the game of the week, wouldn't you say, Oscar? Mm-hmm. This is the game of the week, exactly, because we want to see what Atlanta's all about, right, against a real competitive yeah. team. And then Mississippi, this is, this is going to be a big moment for them because they win this, they're 4-1 in the Central right next to the big monster, which is Texas. I mean, that, that could really – I mean, if, if Mississippi wins this, this will lock their um, yeah. their playoff spot e- easily. It, we won't be talking about it after this um, if, they, if they win Mark, it. How impressive for QB1 to go from the uh, Lee Spartans and take the Panthers to another level, and now she's going to be going up against her former team at some point here. That's, impre- that's pretty impressive in terms of the turnaround. Right, right. I definitely think that that was the expectation, you know. Um, and um, so, you know, kudos to, you know, Gore and the rest of the squad of the Panthers. You know, they definitely look like a different team than they did last year. Remember when? <laughs> remember last year when mm-hmm. they just they didn't seem like the same team? They, you know, we, we knew them to be very competitive and but they just they just weren't getting the W's last year, and now you know it, it's they've, the team is transformed. Uh, they're the playmakers that they had are are doing it, and the playmakers that they've brought in have just add, added to you know added to the pile. There's, there's a lot of weapons now in Mississippi, and it's built to you know face a team. We talk a lot about you know building a team to face uh, Texas. But, you know, this is a team that's also built to face a team like the Atlanta Phoenix, right? We know that Mm -hmm. the Atlanta Phoenix are a good team, and we know, like, defensively, you know, they they might be the best team in the league defensively. So that's what makes this a very intriguing matchup uh, because, you know, Mississippi's offense is – uh, in the WNFC, it's pretty unique. There is, you know, there are no teams that throw the ball as much as as Mississippi does, and it's not even close. Um, you know, Gore already has like 900 yards, and she'll, so she'll easily reach a thousand yards in like you know a six-game regular season, which is which is pretty crazy. She has like 146 pass attempts. Which is, you know, tw- you know, more than twice than Brittany Bushman has, you know, has pass attempts. And the only other person that's close is is Richardson in Florida, who, you know, is usually throwing the ball because there's, there's <laughs> it's the only chance they have to win the game, right? So she throws the ball a lot. Um, so it's just a different offense. It's a different offense, and they're going to be facing one of the best defenses in the league. So. 
I'm very excited to see this game, this one. I am I'm actually excited to see what Melise Brown can do. We're going to see Melise Brown going mm-hmm. up against Mallory, one of the toughest uh, defensive you know, players on the planet right now. So that, that front four of Mississippi up against a talented quarterback like Melise Brown, we'll see how she fares, right? That's literally what we're looking for right now. We'll see how Melise Brown fares against this uh, front four of the uh, Mississippi Lady Panthers. So interesting matchup here. Uh, Mark, if you're Tennessee, you've got to get this win in Philly because that just puts you up at another level in terms of where you stand in the um, Atlantic Division because right now you're third. You get this win, you're two and two. Everybody else below you is literally anemic. So uh, as a, a, new, year, a new, new year, you know, new team coming in here, that's pretty impressive uh, for, for a new team to be at 500. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I think at the beginning of the season, you know, whenever a new team, a newly formed team, right, kind of built from the ground up, you know, has their rookie season, you know, our expectations are very, very, very low, right? And, you know, if they win a, if they win one game, you know, that's, like, really good. Like, you know, we're, we're like, impressed by that, but they, you know, they could reach, you know, after four games, they could be, they could be at 500. Um, and which would be really a pretty remarkable accomplishment um, for the Trojans. So, you know, good luck to them. They're playing the Phantoms. Uh, Phantoms haven't been, um, they haven't been lucky. Let's put it this way. They haven't been lucky. I think we've seen, you know, from time to time, we've seen some good things from the, the Phantoms, and we know that they have some uh, pieces to work with, but they really haven't put it, you know, all together. And um, so I guess this matchup with between Tennessee and Philly is intriguing for, you know, a different reason uh, as compared to, you know, Mississippi and Atlanta. Yeah, and I think Tennessee really has an opportunity here to get a big win here this weekend. Uh, they get the Houston, which is another big test for them, and then they get the Prodigy, right? So if they get this one here, uh, it's, even if they lose the last two, it's going to be a pretty successful season for them in terms of, you know, uh, finishing third or so in the Atlantic Conference or the division. Uh, Mark, yeah. if you're looking at Kansas City, uh, this is, is this a must-win against Houston and Houston on a three-game slide? For Houston, this is, this is also a must-win. So it's like a, it's a, it's a must-win game for both of these teams. Yeah, you, you're right. Um, you know, after a very promising start, you know, well, I, I mean, the Mambas have faced a very tough schedule, right? I mean, they've mm-hmm. played Texas twice and in, in Mississippi. And, you know, for what it's worth, you know, certain aspects of those games were, you know, reflected very well on, you know, the Houston Mambas and and what they can do. Um, but unfortunately, they find themselves in the position now of being one and three. And, you know, their their spot in the playoffs is definitely not guaranteed. And so, so you're right. It's like for Houston, this kind of is a must win here against Kansas City. It, it will definitely help their cause to win this game. Uh, Houston has Tennessee left on the schedule. And while I expect them to win that game, 
Um, it looks like it's not going to be a gimme, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, before you can't you, you can't take that as granted. So you you got to look at this team in front of you, Kansas City, and 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 get that win. All right, Mark. Uh, before we get out of here, we got uh, seven minutes. Let's let's finish up here. Uh, if you're Oregon, Mark, and you just saw you just saw Las Vegas kind of collapse a little bit against Utah, this is a this is an opportunity for you to redeem yourself in a lot of ways. If you're Oregon, because you're at one and two, you get this win, you're going to be at two and two. Now you have you have you put yourself in somewhat of a good position for a playoff uh, position because if you beat uh, if you beat L.A., I mean uh, Vegas, you're getting Seattle, who is regressing, and then more than likely be competitive against San Diego to squeeze yourself into the playoffs. So uh, for, if you're Oregon, it's kind of like a three-week revival. <laughs> you have an opportunity to yep. kind of, you know, get back in the mix here. Yeah, that's a very astute observation, Oscar. Like, you're right. Like, the Oregon could sneak in there, but – they had they would have to win this game you know um i don't i don't see their chances uh i don't see any chances at all if they don't win this game um so yep for oregon it's definitely a must win and uh you know this could be the trap game for las vegas you know Mm -hmm. um if if they take oregon lightly because you know their record so far hasn't you know been outstanding and you know, they, you know, they've only won one game, and they figure, oh, you know, and I can definitely see Las, you know, Las Vegas, maybe kind of, you know, look looking ahead to the end of the season. So they've got Oregon, and then they've got Los Angeles, and they know that they have to like put down Los Angeles. They might be overlooking Oregon right now, um, so um, this does open the door for Oregon, I think as you said. And they're not a bad defense. I will credit you that, mm-hmm. right? Uh, they were able to hold mm-hmm. uh, L.A. to zero points, able to hold the Majestics to almost you know, within three quarters of in, until they got, you know, 12 points in. So they're not a bad defense. Yep. They are just, uh, their offense is just needs to get points generated. If you're Vegas, Mark, at this point, you're uh, the Lopez sisters, and you're basically, you got some talented players. Um, fortunately, you know, you got Utah that set you back, so this is, uh, I would say, more of a must-win for Vegas. They got to have this win at home. Yeah, yeah, I think they do. Um, you know, I think they have a leg up, you know, in in the playoff race, and they and they they don't want to lose that, but they can't play scared, right? They can't play, mm-hmm. you know, with any sort of apprehension. Um, so. They really, they just have to play it, play it out. You know, they did a pretty good job against Utah, I think, defensively, right? I mean, they only they held Utah to to three scores, mm-hmm. and that's you know that's not bad. Um, unfortunately, they didn't put any points on the board themselves, so so that's something that they cannot allow to you know happen when they face Oregon and Los Angeles, like clearly, right? Um, mm-hmm. but, um, it's definitely, I, I think if they beat Oregon and, 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 I mean, they have to win out, I think, to hold on to a playoff spot here. Yeah, no, it's a must win this week. And it's definitely a, they got to punch it in at the end to even have a shot to maybe be in the mix. But if you're Oregon, yep. 
you got opportunity here. You know, you got an opportunity to re- re- rebound and maybe make some noise there and, and kind of go back in there. So um, that's it, Mark. An exciting week. Uh, we got uh, WSBA uh, two games, uh, Women's Sports Network. We're going to be looking at Tampa Bay Inferno against the Pittsburgh Passion. Dallas Elite uh, Mustangs taking on the Houston Energy on For the Fans, which we're going to be watching. Uh, and then you got WNFC on W Score. If you subscribe to W Score, it's under $10 a month. It's literally $40 for the year, so it's really easy to do. So go to wnfcfootball.com forward slash W score, and you get signed up there. So uh, Mark, Texas, Denver, that's where we're going to be watching, Utah, San Diego, and then, of course, Mississippi, Atlanta. That's the matchups that we're going to be keeping an eye on this weekend for the WNFC week uh, six. I am looking forward to it. All right, guys, for the option, Mackenzie Brooks, Holly Custis, Terry Lister, Nate Ward, uh, Oscar Lopez here, along with the backseat coach. We'll catch you here for the next podcast. And don't forget to watch WNFC right there, week six. Three great matchups, two great matchups in the WFA. So check it out. Go to the hub. Get the links. Get everything there. So catch you next week. Have a good night, Mark. Good night.